You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Howdy, everybody. It's uh, The G-Factor. I'm Tony Van. I'm Lauren Doherty. And today we have a, a very cool uh, podcast planned. We are going to put our marketing hats aside and put our travel boots on today. Isn't that right, Lauren? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. You're always excited. I love how you you have this enthusiasm for almost everything we do every week. That's that's <laughs> why I make a good sidekick to you. Uh-huh. I, I am your Robin to your Batman. So that works <laughs> so well. Well, I, uh, I think today what we'd like to do is put our, like I said, put our travel boots on a little bit. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Lauren and I have a, a pretty rich history of uh, tourism and travel, and uh, we thought it would be fun to kind of pick up where we left off with our top five barbecue and look at top five uh, places to visit in the state of Oklahoma within our 77 great counties. Isn't that exciting? That's awesome. So we are not being paid. I just want to preface this entire conversation. We are not being paid to promote any of these locations. Just FYI. But I mean, I'm not against it. Just just if anyone's listening. Right. (laughs) Open to it. Absolutely. Yeah, it would be nice. Today just comes from our vast knowledge of our great state. So well and things we just legitimately enjoy, you know. (laughs) Yeah, right. And, And things that we're just selfishly into. So um, as we did before, I think, uh, Lauren, that worked really well. We go back and forth, bing, bing, yeah. bing, bing. So, uh, without further ado, uh, Lauren, what's your top five pick? All right. So I don't have mine in any particular order this time, just kind of FYI. Um, I guess I quickly can, but they're really tough to put up against each other. So I'm not going to try. Right. Um, okay. okay. One day trip. So my husband and I and some friends, we have, we all have motorcycles and we like to do some day trips or weekend trips on that. So one thing we did last year was um, we kind of tooled around the Bartlesville area, checked out some local shops, restaurants, of course, you know, that's how we plan our trips is literally around restaurants, I feel like. (laughs) Um, And we actually, that same day, um, we hit the Marlin Mansion, which is one of my favorites in the Marlin Grand Home. And then that evening we stayed at the price tower, which I'm a huge fan of modern and mid-century modern, you know, furniture architecture. So that was super amazing for me. Um, you know, we just had a lot of fun. Our room was one of the two story rooms with the giant windows looking out in the morning. So it was just, it was really cool. I would highly suggest that kind of area day trip weekend trip. Perfect. That's great. That is great. I, uh, I too love the price tower. I think the architecture is amazing and the views out there, you can go up on the top and look out and it's, you can kind of see over towards the mm-hmm. tall grass prairie and those type of things. So that's, that's very pretty. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Well, I, uh, I'm going to choose the opposite side of the state for my number five pick. And I did kind of order them a little okay. bit, but, uh, uh, and I'm going to go into the, uh, Beavers Bend resort area, Southeast Oklahoma a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, there are so many th- kind of the same thing. It's a cluster of things to do and a positive cluster, if you will, of things to do. So, um, there is the museum of the red river that's down there. 
Um, the, of course, the uh, legend of Sasquatch is down mm-hmm. there. And of course, uh, there are some surprisingly nice uh, places to eat. There's um, uh, the Grateful uh, Head Pizza that's down there. And then the Girls Gone Wine. And then, of course, the, uh, the Beaver's Bend area, the park itself is amazing. You can get a cabin down there. You can uh, go on a houseboat. So I just love the fact that there are a couple of days of things to do. So. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Lots, lots to do. We went there not too long ago too. And there was, there's like a new brewery. I mean, it's a couple years old now, but that little area was cool too. So good pick. That's yeah. kind of on my list too. So I am my next one. Like I said, these are kind of not in order, but one of our favorite and everyone has their own preference, but I guess I can just broadly say Oklahoma has some great lakes that you can visit for destinations. Yeah, absolutely. Our personal favorite just happens to be Lake Eufaula because of the sand. Oh. Um, both of us kind of grew up always going there. So um, that's just our personal favorite. We have obviously some local restaurants we love to hit and just certain places we like to hang out. So, and that's just kind of our happy place for a long weekend, you know, kind of all summer. So that's my next one. Nice. Fantastic. That's good. So we've gone to five. So that's technically four. I'm going to hit one that's a little bit more urban, if you will. Um, and I'm, and you know, this may or may not be on people's list or radar, but um, I'm going to go with the Oklahoma City Zoo and Botanical Garden. And okay. the reason why I I like it, and and the fact, and candidly, this was a toss-up for me because if you have not visited Oklahoma's zoos, if you're not in those urban areas or you don't have time. There's the uh, Hochatown Petting Zoo, uh, the Lost Creek Safari. Uh, there are some amazing places to go. So just Google zoos. I like the Oklahoma City Zoo because I feel like they put their uh, the animals in as much as possible of their natural habitat as possible, you know, but the Tulsa Zoo to me is absolutely different and just as good. So it's a little bit of a tie there. I guess I want, I guess I want a little animal crazy on my number four pick, but um, I would choose generally Oklahoma zoos for my number four pick. So there awesome. you go. Yeah. What about aquariums? Is that separate on your list or? Uh, yeah. I, 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 okay. So just I mean, personal, nothing against anything. I'm just, yeah, it's you know, personal. I like the aquariums. I've been to, you know, obviously the Jinx Aquarium. I, there's a new aquarium in the Oklahoma City area. Uh, I have not been to that yet. I am, the aquarium to me has to blow me away. I will tell you that the nicest or the coolest aquarium I've been to of late was actually the Georgia Aquarium, which is not within this yeah. Oklahoma. Cut that, cut. Right. <laughs> so... But yeah, so I, I'm going to stick with the zoo, the okay. zoo size. So cool. All right. What's number three on your list? Well, again, not in order. I'm, I guess, lazy on this one because I just am a terrible decision maker sometimes. But um, my third one I want to mention is the Davis Sulphur area, mm, okay. which is somewhere we went a couple of months ago. I mean, we've been before, but. We took a motorcycle trip there as well. Um, Just, it was nice outside and we just kind of, we just do that. We just kind of take off. So we hit the national recreation area, the Chickasaw national recreation area, drove through there, got off the bike, walked around. Um, It was super busy, obviously, but everyone was, you know, just super friendly, having a great time. Um, Then we went kind of, you know, downtown, we had dinner uh, or kind of lunch. And then um, we went in the artesian and hung out for a little while. 
Um, they have like a really nice balcony. We sat on by the restaurant, just rested for a bit. We did some shopping of course. Um, and then had a really good dinner and headed home just kind of a day trip. But, um, we also had to stop off for a fried pie, obviously. So nice, there was a nice. lot of eating <laughs> involved that day. Nice, nice. Um, we hit one of my favorite barbecue restaurants. So, um, that we mentioned on the podcast before. So that was a good one. And, you know, there's just a ton to do for like any type of, um, traveler or any age group basically there. So nice, nice. I love, first of all, I always love your picks because it's an insight into you. Second of all, uh, you, our families could travel because I think we would just basically be eating like basically like, okay, well, where are we going to, we got to finish breakfast so we can plan to have lunch oh, and we got to yes. finish lunch to have dinner. So that's, that's exactly that, what we do. <laughs> perfect. Um, so to that end, my number three is kind of that same way. Now I, I don't want to lessen it or cheap it, but uh, it is a it is a stop, if you will, and mm-hmm. it's the Philbrook Museum of Art. Yes, uh, and I I enjoy this. This could be totally a, a day trip. There, I will tell mm-hmm. you that if you are a lover of all things art, whether uh, traditional, contemporary, um, it is amazing. I we took my mom there probably about three years ago, and uh, you know she commented, which I totally agree. You know, if you were in Washington, D.C. or even in Europe or, or whatever, you can't get as close to the artwork as you can. At the That's Philbrook. a good point. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy. I mean, they have, you know, uh, Vincent Van Gogh. They have these amazing pieces and you are literally like right there. You can see every detail of every brushstroke. It's crazy. So anyway, that. That's great. And then just as a side, um, for a special occasion, which usually Father's Day, Mother's Day, that type of thing, uh, we go there to their restaurant. They have a beautiful, beautiful restaurant that uh, offers a a delicious brunch. Um, The views are amazing. It's basically all glass. So you can see out to these very um, immaculate gardens. And then you can walk the gardens if the you know, if it's not, you know, June 15th or something like that, then uh, right now would be, I think, an ideal time of year in November to to really uh, take that in. So you can go in and you can do the art. You can see the temporary exhibit. You can have lunch. Uh, you can, they've got a little uh, movie historical deal there. And then you can uh, walk the gardens and see some of those uh, exhibits. So that's, that's a full day, honestly. So mm-hmm, for yeah. sure. Yeah. We need to go. We've, I've never eaten at the restaurant or done brunch and that looks super fun. They have a lot of like, or they were before pre COVID. I don't know now, but doing some of those theme ones and stuff that kind of went with exhibits. So yeah. I would like to go do that. that would yeah, be cool. actually. I mean, I want to brag a little bit. I saw the pre COVID one of the coolest exhibits I actually saw was a exhibit about um, Oklahoma industrial kind of history of and it was it was so well done I mean the the normal galleries are great but I uh, we've been there several times but the, they had one that um, was Cheech Marin from Cheech and Chong that had yes. an <laughs> urban deal it I mean it's just it's just refreshing it's just uh-huh. fantastic so anyway that's I'm- my Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I feel like, I mean, you kind of, you included a museum on here. I feel like we need a future spinoff of just maybe museums or cultural attraction destinations separate from this discussion, because there's just too many to put in a top five list. Well, (laughs) you know, that's, I love that idea, you know, and that's kind of without a cheap plug. I mean, we do work a lot with museums and uh, cultural institutions and, I think that we could easily do kind of a top five 
um, kind of the same thing. I would not necessarily rank them because they're no. so you have large museums versus local historic historical societies and that type of thing. But I would love to do that. Let's let's put right. that on mark for you know podcast number seventeen or twenty or something. Check. Very nice. All right. On it. Okay. So I think we're down to number two. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) If it's a never ending list, maybe, but I'm pretty sure that I'm on my number four. Oh, okay. I think, right? Well, that would be number two, right? Because we go five, four, three, and then two. Oh, and yeah, but I'm I'm not in order, remember? So this is this is no number for me. For the first Um, time ever in your life, you're not in order. I get it. I understand. I'm a rebel. So I am going to go and I hope this isn't on your list too, or if it is, we can just agree. Um, the Talamina National Scenic Byway area. And I know we both just recently went here. Um, I was freezing. I think you had a little bit better weather. We went on the worst weekend for a motorcycle yeah. trip, right. um, but it was still really pretty. Um, as always, we always, we had a good time. Um, and we also got to eat at one of my favorite restaurants, which is Pete's place in McAllister. So yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, again, there's, you know, a lot of places to stop and shop along the way and eat um, both in Oklahoma and dare I say the Arkansas mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um Great for the fall, obviously, to see the foliage. So I highly recommend if you all have not done that, go check it out. So that's a great pick. I That was a scratch off. And here's why. I, I would encourage everyone to do that. I felt like the majority of that trip, or at least our time during that time, was spent in our neighboring uh, state and oh, not yeah. necessarily in the great state of Oklahoma, if that makes yeah. sense. So that's, but I, I respect the choice. It's beautiful. I would encourage people to go down there. Um, but yes, I, that's, that's a good one. So very good. Uh, so my number two or in Lauren's accordance of backwards counting number four choice, basically the second to last choice, if you will. Uh, and you may be surprised about this when Lauren, uh, but I, I'm going to choose the, uh, area, the Was- uh, Washita battlefield national historic society or the Fort okay. Washita. And here's why this is a place where you're basically in Southwest Oklahoma you're all by yourself. There's not mm-hmm. much there. And then you come up upon this fort, lack of a better term, uh, that was basically an 1800s uh, log brick uh, fort that was a U.S. government outpost during the time in which uh, a lot of us don't realize that, you know, Oklahoma is just not that old. Uh, statehood for for the 46th state was 1907. I mean, that was the 1900s, if you will. Um, not to date myself, but that was quote unquote only about 60 years before I was born. And so if you look back, <laughs> right, it's still a stretch. I get it. Thanks for the, <laughs> for the nod, but I'm just saying like, it's within a lifetime of basically when I was born and you think about uh, it really takes you back. And I'm not just talking about kind of the, manifest destiny side or the white man side i'm also talking about the indigenous side as well i mean think about it these folks um the uh, indigenous people of oklahoma had been living on the plains for you know hundreds if not thousands of years and then uh you know the 
these forts start popping up. I mean, Fort El Reno. I mean, all of these folks, all these places um, start popping up. And I think it's just, I love it because it's kind of a glimpse in the history and kind of the way things were and how people lived on the plains. And I don't know, uh, for me, it's almost a piece of solace or, or just a time where I can, you know, kind of think, okay, you know, life isn't that tough if for some reason, you know, the hot water is not running as hot as I want it that day. Like it's just, it's just something to reflect upon. So, right. Anyway, that's, that's my choice for, for the number two, kind of an introspective choice there. So. All right. Well, I think I have one more pick. Your top, your number five (laughs) slash number one, whatever. Right. Whatever number this is. Right. So, um, I just, so one thing that I do kind of want to mention, that's kind of not, you're not really, I'm not able to put it on the list, but it's just route 66. Mm -hmm. And I guess I can just say this as a whole, but there are so many fun and quirky places to visit on route 66 throughout our entire state. Um, You know, from old filling stations that are kind of attractions to, you know, things that are larger, like the blue whale or um, people, you know, just kind of places that people are more well known. But if you just get out and drive and are just out for a Sunday or Saturday cruise, there are so many crazy and random like pieces of art on Route 66 that people have created, um, tons of places to eat and shop in, you know, quaint little towns. So, and we do that just kind of just head out and explore and just kind of see what we can see sometimes. And that's one of my favorite things to do. So I'm just going to say Route 66 and just go out and just check it out, like with no particular destination in mind, kind of. Wow, you really went out on a limb. Hey, what's your favorite <laughs> thing to do? Well, it's, this, it's in the entire state from the northeast all the way out to the to the west. So that's woo. there's just so many weird little things to see. I can't even like I guess I could make a whole separate list for that. So there, so that's another yet another podcast favorite spots on Route 66. Yes. Right? There you go. There you go. Well, I was a little bit more defined in my top uh, choice, uh, but it's kind of similar in the fact that this is a destination, if you will, and and uh, the territorial capital of uh, the, the Oklahoma, I went with Guthrie. And the reason why is because uh, I have always enjoyed, we've always enjoyed uh, staying at bed and breakfasts there. Uh, the shopping is great. Uh, you're close enough if you you know, leave anything or forget anything. You can run back to Oklahoma city. You can run out to Stillwater. Uh, it's just a Victorian choice and coming up on the holidays. Uh, they do have a really, really great. And I, of course, I don't know what COVID, how COVID will affect everything this year, but if you haven't been to the Victorian holiday celebration in Guthrie, uh, I tr- truly encourage you to go, but uh, we've done some murder mysteries there. Uh, we've done some uh, just kind of hanging out in bed and breakfast and, and I really love it. I love the territorial aspect of it. I, uh, I enjoy Guthrie very much. So that's a good one. Well, I hated to uh, put Stillwater on my list, but if you want Ooh. me to define, you know, Stillwater is one of my favorite towns. So well, it's got to be for the French fries because there ain't nothing else to do there. <laughs> we won't get into that. That's a whole other episode. That's yet a whole other episode. Top top five things to wear on Saturday that aren't orange. So that, <laughs> so that works. Well, that's this has been good. I've really enjoyed this. I always enjoy tourism. And uh, and uh, I love that we live in a state where there are so many things. I And frankly, 
Lauren, you really on the ball. You're really on the ball here, but I love the fact that we can actually have spinoffs of a tourism spinoff. So, I mean, it sounds like we're going to do some museum cultural institution stuff. It sounds like maybe we're going to do some route 66 stuff. I'm, I'm super excited. I don't, do we have to talk about marketing anymore? Mm, I don't think so. I think this is a job change for us. Let's let's, (laughs) this week, ladies and gentlemen, you've experienced a paradigm shift. So that's very good. Well, uh, Lauren, thank you for your diligent work and traveling and eating. I appreciate that. It's tough, but someone has to do it, right? It's a tough job. It is a tough job. So, well, good. Well, this has been a a fantastic G factor tourism edition. So uh, I'm Tony Van. I'm Lauren Doherty. And we will see you next week on The Defect. Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguiltfactor.com.